Hello and welcome to the SFM Roundup on Friday the 13th of November. My name is John Cole. This weekend is an under-21 international break and the focus in the papers today is to some extent on youth. Not particularly positively, but on youth nonetheless. Uh, Hibs youth boss Eddie May uh, thinks that there's a need to be a focus on quality over quantity in the search for the next generation of players, saying that top clubs have far too many recruits in their academies. Uh, Scotland's under-19 coach Scott Gemmell says that we have talented players coming through and is disappointed that the bigger clubs are reluctant to give them a chance. Uh, Former Scotland star Charlie Nicholas, completely oblivious to the irony, is worried that players are hitting a wall between the ages of 18 and 22 and not developing in the way that they should. I'll leave you to draw your own conclusions on that one. Scotland's under-21 captain John McGinn says that the squad has been given a wee boost this week by the presence of national manager Gordon Strachan as they prepare for tonight's match with Ukraine in Paisley. Armageddon. It's back again. Partick Thistle are now debt-free. After restructuring their finances, the club have obtained new shareholder investment and an agreement with their bank to wipe out £1.5 million worth of debt. Thistle, who were promoted to the Scottish Premiership in 2014, had been reducing their debt over the past seven years, and their chairman, David Beatty, today said this is a historic day for Partick Thistle. Certainly a very happy one for Partick Thistle fans and for our own Paddy Malarkey. So uh, good news in that front, and Thistle just the latest in a series of clubs who have come out at the other end of that horrible period of uncertainty. So good luck to Thistle and the best to everyone else who's trying to get through those difficulties, which brings me to something which we cannot ignore, and that's the the Dave King statement yesterday. Now, I'm, I don't want to talk about what happened yesterday in court. James Dolman and STV Grant and their own John Clark have already adequately described what happened in, in the court yesterday, uh, particularly with regard to the the old club, new club debate, which was a bit of a surprise for me. And I think the Dave King's statement in some way was as a response to that, as well as a response to HMRC winning their appeal at the court session last week. And Dave King yesterday issued a statement uh, which for me was clearly lacking in any PR finesse whatsoever and it's given me anyway rise to the thought that maybe Level 5 are off the case again. Uh, The statement concerned talk of uh, title stripping with a thinly veiled threat of people being held accountable for failing to carry out fiduciary duty on behalf of their own clubs. Quite how King thinks it's his business to hold folk accountable for what they do in their own clubs is unclear to me, even if you suspend this belief that Dave King could utter those words without breaking any nearby irony detectors at all. In the background, of course, Mike Ashley is reportedly accusing King of contempt of court. The very same guy is taking the SFA to court over a £1,000 fine and asking them for a judicial review, or asking the courts for a judicial review of the decision which found Dave King to be fit and proper. In that background, I think that the return of the dog whistle via King is very much an indication that the wheels, if they're not yet off the bogey, are at best spinning eccentrically. Dave King did say in his statement yesterday that Rangers gained no sporting advantage whatsoever as a consequence of the use of EBTs. 
a couple of years ago, Dave King said, I think we should be sorry. I certainly am. We owe both Rangers fans and the Scottish footballing public an apology. Some of the representations made have betrayed more of a victim status, but I think someone needs to apologise. As a former director, when these things were going on, I am minded to do so. With regard to EBTs, I was in the board, so I take some responsibility. And I follow the logic of the argument that if we lose the tax case, then we probably gained some competitive advantage. I believe on behalf of myself and most board members who were with me, we should apologise for that. The money group might not say that because it would be tantamount to admitting it, but I am happy to say it as a director of the club. It is absolutely appropriate for the previous regime to be sorry. So Dave, clearly, like anyone else, is entitled to change his mind, but I think that perhaps his statement yesterday might have at least referenced the fact that he had said something diametrically opposed to that only a couple of years ago. And and a real shock for me, because I've been very critical about many clubs and their lack of response to to what's gone on over the past couple of years. So Celtic have to get some pass marks because they've issued a statement today in response to the, uh, the King outburst. And today's statement says, in response to considerable interest from supporters, shareholders and media representatives in, me- in recent days, Celtic today made the following statement. We are aware of last week's Court of Session ruling, which we note is subject to potential appeal. Celtic's position on this issue is consistent, that this remains a matter for the courts of law and also for the Scottish football authorities whose rules are intended to uphold sporting integrity. In 2013, we expressed surprise, shared by many observers and supporters of the game, over the findings of the SPL Commission that no competitive our sporting advantage had resulted. That remains our view. Now, I don't think it's quite gloves off, but I think it, it had to be said. Somebody had to say it. And uh, you know, I think it's a pity that so far it's only Celtic who have said something. But I think that, that basically there was a bit of a, a, a dog whistle going on by Dave King yesterday. I think that I have no wish to portray the man in any negative way whatsoever. However, he is under a tremendous amount of pressure. And it does seem to me that that he's fighting a war on far too many fronts, spreading himself thinly, and his resources already very thin anyway. And it just seems to me to be the height of foolishness to be picking a fight with other people when he's already got quite formidable opponents set against them as it is at the moment. As far as the Ashley thing is concerned, it really doesn't make any sense to me. David Lowe said on this podcast about a week ago, you do not pick a fight with a guy who's got the resources he has. This is a guy who's prepared to face a bill of a hundred or two hundred thousand pounds in legal costs in order to fight off or stave off a £1,000 fine. This is a guy who is definitely after Dave King, it seems to me. I think it's personal. And I would not be surprised, really not be surprised, if some of the other players at Ibrooks, notably the Three Bears, were to be having private conversations with Ashley. I know that all these guys, don't forget, all of these guys have got business advisors. We know that football sometimes is such an emotive business that you tend to ignore 
or you may tend to ignore some advice that you would get in business. But this is crazy because these guys are going to have to, every couple of months, stump up another million and a half quid. There's no money coming from anywhere. And the one thing, the, the single thing, which is at the moment making it impossible to escape from that, is the spat between Ashley and King. Now, to me, King can't do anything about it. Ashley can. And I have a feeling that perhaps if these guys were to go to Ashley and say, look, we'll make King the sacrificial lamb, he's gone, we will renegotiate the retail deal and Rangers get a wee bit of cash back and the infighting stops because, I think as David Lowe said last week, the fighting just has to stop. I don't know whether good advice will be taken, but I have no doubt whatsoever that any business advisors who are advising the three bears would be telling them to go and make peace with Mike Ashley. I think that Ashley has shown that he is not going away. I think he has shown that he is definitely not in this for the money because it does seem to be personal now. However, who knows how it's ever going to turn out. The one thing that we do know is that things change all the time. Sometimes the pace of this has got uh, has got really out of control. Sometimes five minutes after you've said something or worked something out or inferred something, it's a completely false situation because of something else that's happened. So I really don't know uh, what is going to happen. What I do know is going to happen is that next week, with SFM is that we're going to have two podcasts and we're going to have two guests. Now, I don't know who the guests are yet, but what I, what uh, I can report to you all is that I now have got rid of all of the technical problems that, that we had, and we had quite a few, including telephony problems, and they're all now behind us. And from next week, we will be able to have at least more than one voice. I mean, I can't just keep doing this, talking to this mic. If anybody was standing outside this room, they would think I was nuts. And who knows? Maybe I am. See you next week.